Hello and welcome to the Writers and Illustrators of the Future podcast. This is John Goodwin, your host. Today's guest is Writers of the Future winner, Micah Scotty Cole. Welcome, Micah. Hi. So uh, congratulations on being a winner. Thank you so much. <laughs> so uh, how did you first find out about the contest? I actually run a Twitter account called Free Writing Events where I um, compile and promote events just like this, like contests and other pitching events for authors that are free to enter in online. So this was just a big one. You know, it's, it's, uh, it covers all the bases, you know, all science fiction and fantasy and all the way up to 17,000 words and it's free to enter and makes good money. So I've been promoting it for uh, a while, like a, probably a year before I actually won which is pretty fortuitous. <laughs> that's good. How many times did you enter? Uh, three or four. I don't know exactly how many. <laughs> okay. Well, that's great. So um, how has writing entered into your life's goals? Is this earlier on or is this a, a later development? Or Oh, I've wanted to write since I was uh, like, since I started writing. I, I was writing stories and my uh, my pictures that I drew were like handprints in ink, you know. Yeah. Uh, I was I was finger painting my illustrations, so I've been doing it forever. Uh, and I, uh, you know, I I thought that I had to be. You, I think over time you have to you set aside your dreams, and be realistic, you know, and uh, you have to pursue something uh, a little more. Mm, run of the mill you know like yeah. I, I was like i'll be in publishing you know that's that's the same well you can't get in publishing uh into publishing if you live in michigan you have to live in the big hubs and and so uh it was actually i had this big failure of like i got a i got a really killer interview for skyhorse publishing uh in um new york city i don't know if I should, i'm supposed to say that out loud okay. but uh they called me and i had so prepared i was so excited it was my dream job they basically hung up two minutes later because i lived in michigan and i was like well i can't i can't live in i can't work in publishing then which was my secondary dream and then you know i bummed around for a while and uh, I, I worked in an I, I was a server for three years and several different places that is that is an industry, let me tell you. Uh, everyone should work in uh, the food service or retail industry at some point. But uh, I would never go back. And yeah. um, and then I worked in an office and I had the corporate grind for a year. And a couple of failures in a row, bad things happened. And I just, I went to a McDonald's. I sat down with my fiance. And over some fries, I was like, I'm going to quit my job. And I'm going to work on being a writer and an editor working for myself. Um, and I, I am now. So uh, it worked out. And he'll, he'll tell the story to this day. He's just like, I was just laughing because I was just waiting for her to figure it out. I already knew. <laughs> wow, that's great. Yeah. That's good. You have such a supportive uh, Yeah, he's, he's amazing. And I'm, I mean, I'm marrying him in August. So. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Best decision I ever made, for sure. Took we him got... a long time, though. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's great. So um, any particular major influencers you've had for you on your as a writer? Um, Orson Scott Card was one of the first ones. Wow. Uh, yeah, I mean, Ender's Game, I'm sure he's, he's kind of, it feels like he's being beaten over the head by that book, I think. Uh, but it, it was just so different. I had never read anything that different. Um, it's the best, it's the, it's the best selling science fiction book for Tor. Really? It's had, I don't know if it hits a hundred week mark as the, uh, New York Times bestseller, but it's, um, Tom Doherty, who's the publisher of Tor, cause he was a, our keynote speaker a few years ago. Said, you know, when, because he and, and um, Orson Scott Carter are great friends, said this, is, this has been his best science fiction book is Ender's Game. Yeah. Yeah. He said today in the workshop, he said, um, 
Like, let's all be honest, it made me. And uh, it's, it's, it continues to make me. If I hadn't had that first success, I, I wouldn't have been, be here today. Uh, but yeah, he, I've also, I own, and I forgot to bring it for him to sign, but I own Pathfinder and hardcover, and I really wanted him to sign that. I really like that one too. So, uh, but I read Ender's Game when I was young, and so it really inspired me. Another really big one is Philip Pullman's uh, series, the, his Dark Materials series that starts with The Golden Compass. Uh-huh. Uh, so that one was really big. And then obviously J.K. Rowling, because me and her have the same birthday in Harry Potter. There you go. And it was like, uh, <laughs> I also like to say that Hemingway, uh, he writes short stories in the places where I grew up. So Mancelona and Kalkaska are in some of his stories. Um, and he, he was there at one point. It was like, okay, it was an inevitable. inevitable. I have J.K. Rowling's birthday and I lived in those places. I was going to be a writer. That's great. So um, what type of stuff do you like writing? I end up writing uh, young adult fantasy in long form, and I write science fiction in short form, uh, adult science fiction in short form. Yeah. That's just kind of what happens. I don't know why. Just my brain works on two different levels there. That's cool. So um, do you have any particular, like, what do you see as your end game on, on, as an author? Like, you, you got editor and writer, and so is it either one or... No, I, I want to be both? an author, okay. but you got to pay the bills, you know. Yeah. And, and I found out that I was pretty good at editing, and I found out that a lot of people just can't um, afford your typical editor. Um, I mean, they deserve every penny that they make, and I charge kind of not... I don't charge, like, the EFA guideline prices. I, I don't charge that much, but I don't charge that much because I am kind of an amateur, Uh but a lot of writers really just need a good beta reader. Um, and that's basically what an editor is. And, like, if you have really good beta readers, you may not need an editor. But a lot of people don't have that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that is how I pay my bills, is, is doing that for people. And my clients have actually had pretty good success. I've, they've got a couple of indie book deals, and two of them have agents. And so I... I at least am good on some level, you know, right, like I, yeah. I, I think everybody always struggles with, am I any good? But uh, my end game is to be an author. Uh, you know, I can't aspire to Orson Scott Card, you know, but like I want to be in that in there somewhere, you know, like I have a series and people know my name, like maybe Lee Barduco or something like she's she's a big inspiration for me, too. <laughs> but realize people like Dave Farland, mm-hmm. he was the winner in volume three of Writers of the Future. And, you know, he's a perfect case in point. Uh, Eric Flint, who you'll meet in a few days, mm-hmm. he was a winner. 1632 series. And um, yeah, I, I Sean Williams was a winner. And now he's, a, he's like the major sci-fi dude in Australia. And you got other people like Kevin J. Annis, who never won the contest. But for him, it was, it was like his launching pad. Um, and wasn't Brandon Sanderson a Brandon finalist? Brandon Sanderson was a finalist, yep. and he was ready to quit. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Oh, when he got God, his he finalist, or when he got his certificate, <laughs> he, he, I mean, he was literally said, I was ready to quit. Yeah. And when and he got that certificate, it was like, wow, okay, I'm not going to give up then. And boy, we would have been, we would have missed out had he not done that. Yes, Mistborn is one of my favorite trilogies ever. Yeah. You know, and um, Robert Sawyer, mm-hmm. he entered consistently, and then he got a... a um, one of the rejects, but he got this letter from Algis Budras giving him critiques of what to do to turn it into a novel, which he did, sold, and disqualified himself. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of people that I find out when I talk to them that they got to start with Rise of the Future. So yeah, they touched I, on it somehow. Yeah, so I wouldn't limit myself with your 
things, you know, by the end of this week, hopefully you'll have that enough confidence that you don't have to immediately like, okay, I don't want to wish too much because it really is just like with Dave and these other people. It's like, how much is your dream there and how much do you really want to work for it? Yeah. And yeah. I, I'm definitely going to work for it. I'm learning so much. Uh, like this conference is going to boost me for sure. I'm so excited. <laughs> That's awesome. So on, um, so have you had any particular sidetracks, anything that like deviated, like when you said you would come a writer, then all of a sudden you just, you, like you told me a little bit of stuff about being a, you know, the a server and, mm -hmm. and doing your year in the, uh, <laughs> in the white collar world. <laughs> Three years. Yeah. Really? Uh, I've had plenty of deviations. I mean, um, I I got married when I was 18 or 19 to my high school sweetheart for years because uh, he joined the military. And then that I actually got to live at home um, and I had no responsibilities at all. I was just a Marine's wife. Uh, not to put Marine's wives down, but that wasn't really my goal in life to be a mom or anything. Um, so I just all I had to do was write all day and I couldn't because I was really unhappy. Uh, I didn't have any real say in my own life. And so that that relationship fell apart. I uh, went to court for myself. I had to fight for myself in court in that state. Uh, at 19, I got a divorce. I moved to um, Arkansas to go to college for one semester there. And I had a really, really bad roommate situation. I don't think I've ever been treated so bad in my life. And I was a server for three years. Um, so I actually had to leave that situation. Uh, and I lived in a trailer without running water or, he or heat or electricity for two weeks. Uh, and then in, an in another single room, I lived there for two weeks also with cockroaches. Um, and no one spoke my language. So I've had... I mean, those were very interesting experiences. Like, I don't ever look at it negatively. It was, it, I, I became someone different. You know, I relied on myself. Right. I was completely alone. My whole family was 18 hours away. And they did eventually come pick me up and I moved back. And I had more bad experiences, the worst boyfriend I've ever had. Um, and then I went to college at Michigan State, which had always been my dream that I put on the back burner for other people. And I kind of... Not to sound rude, but I put me first and my happiness first. And, like, no one, no one's going to do it for you except you. That's right. Uh, and it has led me here. And I had plenty more failings, you know, in the job world. But, yeah, I got here eventually. And I already feel like I've made it. <laughs> that's awesome. That's Because you definitely have to have... I mean, one thing that's really good is with all these experiences, as a writer, that realism is... And it's one of the things you're going to get from uh, Owen Hubbard's essays. Mm -hmm is that uh, search for research and things like, and living, there's a, one of the videos that we're playing at the event is um, living the stories. You said you have to, you have to go up, you have to live life. Mm -hmm. You know, you can't write about it. If you can't, I mean, you can write now about those situations in a trailer park, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it's uh, the writers, we have <coughs> to go out in the field tomorrow and talk to a stranger mm -hmm. and like get a snippet for a story. And everyone is terrified. Everyone is so scared. And I, I, I am an introvert. I am as much as an introvert as any of them. Like my fiance has to make all of our phone calls for me. Um, but strangers are the most fascinating people. The person next to me on the plane, I've, I went to the Hoover Dam with complete strangers because I started talking to them after we landed. I still have a pair of sunglasses from them. Uh, I, I drove a guy home and watched him at, from a bar and watched him kick his own door in, his own house. <laughs> because he didn't know where his keys were because he was so drunk. <laughs> I mean, these are stories that you get from strangers. Yeah. And so I'm really actually kind of excited about that assignment. And I, I would like, to, I hope other people would 
will, you know, they, get something out of it. They, well, everybody yeah. gets something out of it eventually. They just I'll say, I, can, I did it. You know? I know. It's, it's good for introverts <laughs> to do this every now and then, you yeah. know. <laughs> Definitely. So um, what are you most looking forward to this, this week? Oh, um, well... <laughs> Everyone loves the cover reveal. I cannot wait to see the the not the cover reveal, but the story illustration reveal. And I've and Joni teased a jet propulsion something for like the show, uh, so I'm excited to see that. Um, and uh, my future mother-in-law is actually going to be attending the awards gala. She's wow. gonna she came here and her cousin. So I actually have some people here. Uh, and is your fiance going to be here too? No, <coughs> he, he to cannot work. fly. <laughs> oh. No, he gets really sick. <laughs> okay. But I, I'm excited to see her. Um, so yeah, those three things are the big one. And then after today, it was the first day, um, I learned just bucket loads from those guys and the workshop. So I'm looking forward to every day, hopefully learning something that good every day. And they're, I'll feel like a whole different they're person. They're amazing what they can teach. And then you're going to get... And the last day, you get about 15 other input from other yeah. winners. I mean, yeah. from other judges. Uh-huh. So I'm just <coughs> going to be like a sponge. Good. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, I will continue to be able to absorb things. Yeah. So tell me about your uh, story. My story is called Are You the Life of the Party? Uh, and it takes place in a future Earth where uh, aliens have taken over the world and one guy chooses to work for them and help them as a way of getting vengeance for the kids who bullied his daughter. It's an intense story. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> and, and it's framed through like a, a kind of a quiz that you might take on a kid's teenage magazine, which is, are you the life of the party is the quiz. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the illustrator actually just totally fell in love. He's, he read it and really? read it and just got more and more into it and like to be able to capture and understand it and the various levels of your story. He was very, he, he really got to like your story a lot. <laughs> I'm, that is great to hear. <laughs> I am just overjoyed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I think, it, is it the shortest story in the, in? Actually, I don't know that, but I think it might be. <clears throat> Everyone keep, every time I tell someone that it's 1800 words, they're like, what? So, so far it's been, I haven't found anybody with a shorter story than mine in the anthology. <laughs> Possibly. So, um, what do we have to look forward to? What's your future hold for you? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to write young adult fantasy novels, and uh, I hope to be, you know, up there somewhere. <laughs> People would know me, maybe not. Oh, you know, I won't put myself down. You know, my name is going to be up there. Good. Not J.K. Rowling, but maybe around Lee Bardugo, because my book that I'm working on now, her book, Six of Crows, is a comp title. So uh, that's what I'm going to do, and I'm going to be prolific and write a lot of books. Uh, they're all that's interrelated. How it works. Yep. That's how it works. You know, you've got... Some of our judges right now, I remember when they first broke out and started writing, and we would support them, and <clears throat> they'd call us and ask us, okay, I'm going to be in Los Angeles. Can you get some people to come to the book signing? Mm -hmm. So we'd come there, and we were the most of the ones that were there. Mm -hmm. And now they're major New York Times bestsellers like 10 years later. Mm -hmm. So it's just it's a matter of just you got to keep on writing and writing and writing and, and growing, and you know, the contest will always be with you. That's... Yeah, the, they don't seem like they're going to forget all of no. us. And I won't forget any <clears throat> of the other winners either. Yeah. I think this is a cool team that, that we're building. Yeah, you're going you're gonna to have some lifelong friends here. Mm -hmm. So um, you got any other projects coming up down the road here? Yeah, actually, in about a month, uh, on May 4th, I am running a charity called Right for Life. It is the third year that we've done it. And this year we are running it to benefit the World Literacy Foundation. 
Um, and that is a charity anyone can donate, but it is a charity uh, geared towards other writers uh, because you donate $5 or more and you're entered to win all kinds of writing prizes. So professional editing and agent query critiques and agent editing. Uh, so you can get agent attention. You can also get all the software like Scrivener and, and uh, Ulysses and so on. Uh, we have like 55 donations now at least of prizes. Um, so that is running, that is ending on May 4th, and it's called Write for Life, the number four. You can find it on Twitter really easily, but you can also just search it. And I love anybody, it's, it's a charity, I love it if you could, you know, check it out. Great. Well, thank you very much, Micah, and thank I you. wish you all the best. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you for listening. Stay tuned for our next installment of the Writers of the Future podcast. Subscribe to the Writers of the Future podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Writers and Illustrators of the Future are contests created by Elrond Hubbard to provide a means for the aspiring writer and artist to be seen and acknowledged. It is free to enter and open to new and amateur short story writers and artists of science fiction or fantasy. 